and welcome to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. The importance of creating and having spiritual boundaries. In the last couple weeks, I've had several clients who have um, come to see me and they've experienced uh, different situations um, where there was a breakdown in uh, the boundaries with their spiritual development. And our spiritual development is, it's unique for each and every one of us. Some people meditate, other people like to do yoga, journaling, um, you know, walking meditations. Some people like to perform more of a ritual. Um, I know one of the the most beautiful rituals is, um, I find for me, is to write and then to burn whatever it is that I've written. And I see it as the angels are taking those words to heaven. Everything is being transmuted and cleared. So there are lots of different ways that we are each on our spiritual journey. We are spirits in a physical body having a human experience. And I used to follow um, um, the work of Wayne Dyer. Absolutely love, love, love his work. And it's been coming back around into my world again for me to take another look at. And he talked about that so, so much that we are these souls and spirits and we have chosen to come into this physical body and have this experience and oftentimes for a lot of us somewhere along the way we've forgotten that we are a spiritual being we are uh, the god spark if you will that um, god is within us and if you do not resonate with god you can think in terms of the universe. All of these universal energies are within our grasp, within each and every cell of our being, our body, our energy, and that we can access all of those energies at any point in time. I think that's what's so vital to remember is that we are all spiritual. We all have a spirit, each and every one of us. And that depends very much on the individual as to what you would like to do with that, how much you would like to delve into that and experience that. And from my perspective, my spiritual journey, my spiritual growth is, it's, it's a, daily, a daily ritual. It is something that I work on every day. Um, I believe that we are mind, body, and spirit. So tending to my mind, um, you know, making sure that I'm thinking positive things, you know, our, our subconscious mind is so incredible. Our subconscious mind will agree with what we feel the strongest about. So if something in your world isn't shifting, guaranteed there's something in there, a belief or a thought or a lie that you've bought, something that's sitting in your subconscious mind that anytime you feel that, your subconscious mind goes, oh yes, yes, that's right, that's here. And then with our body, are we nourishing our body? Are we tending to our body's needs? Are we, um, you know, are we taking care of our body? Are we, you know, choosing foods that are going to help create the body that we would love to have? Are we 
you know, maybe limiting things that are, are perhaps not the greatest for our body, you know, whatever that looks like, right? And then, of course, our spirit. We are a spirit having a human experience. And it's so important. I find it's, it's just so important for myself personally and, and for those I coach and I train and, and facilitate their transformational shifts and healing and growth that we are multifaceted. There isn't just one aspect of us. And, and if we are not tending to the spiritual side of things, I believe, and I know from my, my own personal journey, if we're not tending to our spirit, we're not tending to that part of us that is our true authentic self. And it doesn't mean that you need to be, um, you know, offering readings or, you know, sitting on a mountain in Tibet for 30 days or uh, chanting or giving up all the things that you love. No, it just means that you are willing to look at the growth, your soul's growth for this journey. That's the best way I can describe the spiritual aspect of our world is, is just really tuning into the authentic version of you, the truest version of you, and then finding ways to nourish it and strengthen it and polish it and master it and really become best friends with it. And then finding ways to share it with the world. What does that look like? Is that through writing or dance or creating or, um, you know, making things, designing things, singing, dancing? Is that parenting? Is it going back to school? Is it, um, you know, facilitating classes? Is it, is it learning a new vocation? Is it, um, you know, taking a class? Is it, is it learning something online? Is it going traveling? You know, what does that look like for you? And it's, it's always so important to find what those sparks are that just light us up. And, and just to look at ways to fill our lives with as many of those as we possibly can. You know, this, um, we're sitting in, you know, we're at the end of July 2020. And the uh, coronavirus is still here. Um, you know, in the Calgary area, we've seen a spike in the numbers. And, you know, from everyone that I'm, I'm chatting with, everyone is, is kind of getting tired of it. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's been a long haul for everyone. And, um, you know, they've just made masks mandatory here in Calgary. So um, as of this Saturday, um, when we're out in any public place, um, you know, I, I don't know all the details, but, you know, to go get groceries, you need to wear a mask. To go to the mall, you need to wear a mask. Um, you know, and so a lot of people are, are really struggling with um, how this is impacting our world. And it's, it's so important during this time to find that inner peace, to find that space inside where, um, where your spirit resides. It's so important to step out of the ego mind, that, that crazy critter mind, as I like to call it. And it's very important to stay out of the emotional mind because when we're in our, our ego takes off and our ego starts chirping about things and we're, you know, getting angry and frustrated and, you know, if we're in our emotional mind, that's where all those emotions are coming in. And it's just not coming from a place of logic. It isn't coming from that place inside that is our inner knowing. It's not coming from that place inside that um, knows what is true for us and is able to 
you know, have the clear guidance and, and we're able to make those choices that light us up and then leave us, you know, feeling like, okay, cool, I've made a really, really great choice and I've made some progress, things are moving along for me. Um, and so it's very important to also be aware that, yes, you are spiritual, you have intuitive gifts. So everyone right now is starting to feel um, more intensely what's happening on the planet. And so it's very important to stay grounded, stay hydrated, take care of yourself, whatever that looks like for you, because we are in the midst of a pandemic still. Here in Calgary, we are able to, you know, it's like life has sort of resumed, but it's, you know, I think some people have sort of forgotten that, you know, we still need to social distance, that masks are, are so important, um, you know, and washing our hands and hand sanitizers, you know, all of those things are still very important to stop the spread of this virus. And, and no one really knows how long it's going to be here, when the vaccines will be available or a cure. And, you know, it's, I always tell people, you know, take what resonates and leave the rest. And it's so important that we find a way to do things that, that work for us. And while doing that, also being able to see the big picture and understanding what is going to, what will be the greatest contribution? You know, is it is it wearing a mask? Is it, um, you know, maybe staying home a little bit longer? You know, I still haven't been into a restaurant. I just, I don't feel comfortable going to a restaurant. And my girlfriend and I were in Banff a couple of weeks ago. That's um, about an hour's drive uh, west of Calgary in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. And we had a spectacular day we were social distancing. We didn't do any shopping, but we did go into a restaurant and grab takeout. And we, uh, a short drive away, we were able to sit at a, a beautiful lake called Johnson Lake and have our lunch and, and you know, just be there and enjoy the energy. And so and just really finding ways that, finding ways, you know, that things work for you is, is so important. And when we talk about spiritual boundaries, you know, many of us, especially women, you know, we've been taught to give and give and give and give and give without question. We've been taught to make everyone else's priorities the priority and to kind of put ourselves on, you know, the back burner, you know, and especially, you know, if you have kids, right? I mean, I know this firsthand. It's, you know, you drop everything if, if your, your kids need something. And, you know, over time, this can become exhausting and depleting. And, this is an invitation for you to look at, okay, cool, do I have really strong boundaries? Or are there some boundaries that maybe I need to tighten up a little bit? And when we have strong boundaries, it's, it's not about telling people no, it's not about being, you know, a real hard ass. It's, it's really about, it's, it's really about protecting what we, we've worked hard for. And by protecting, maybe that isn't the right word. It's really about, um, really about being cognizant of, you know, our inner journey. We've all had trauma and suffering and, and upsets and disappointments and betrayals. Like we've all had the gamut of, of pain and disappointment. And, when you work through that, you know, as Brene Brown says, you know, when you're in that arena, you know, we start to really realize who's in there with us, who has our back, who's helping us. 
And as we shift and grow and we work through things and we come out the other side, I think it's very important to really be aware of, you know, and again, this is Brene Brown. I love her work. You know, she says, who has earned the right to hear your story? And I know firsthand, you know, over these last few years, I realized that, you know, 80% of the people in my life hadn't earned the right to hear my story. They just hadn't. And that was a huge, huge eye-opener for me. You know, just a huge eye-opener. It was just like, oh my gosh. Like it just, a bit of a double whammy because you've probably experienced this where you share something from your heart. You're, You're vulnerable and you're transparent and maybe you're going through something and you decide to share that with someone and they make you wrong for it. They're like, oh, it's not a big deal. Just slough it off. Or they turn it and they start telling you about them. You know, oh, you think that's bad. Listen to what I have going on. Or, um, you know, they minimize it. The conversation gets awkward and they don't know what to say. There's so many different ways that that conversation can go if that person hasn't earned the right to hear your story. So I believe part of our spiritual journey is really becoming aware of who those people are that have your back, who are the people that are rooting for your success. Um, You know, one of my beloved teachers, Sonia Shaquette, she said, you know, people that look at you with believing eyes, people that look at you and their eyes light up and they're so excited because they see your magic and they're, they're so excited for you to share your magic and they are rooting for your success. Again, that's, I mean, that's Oprah, right? Like it just, um, it is so important for our spiritual journey to align ourselves with people who are rooting for our success. And it doesn't have to be, you know, 10 or 20 of these people. If you have a handful of people that you know you can count on, you know without a doubt you can call them and they will be there, that is the greatest blessing, the greatest blessing. And each and every day, I am so grateful for the the women in my world, the men in my world, who I know have my back. And that is so, so important for our spiritual journey. And that is so important as we, we learn to maybe create more boundaries in your life. You are such a powerful being. And you get to decide what is and isn't acceptable in your life. You're allowed to take up space. You are allowed to speak up and stand in your truth and stand up for yourself and have boundaries. And this is the spiritual work of boundary setting. You know, it's, it's so important to be willing to, to see everything that is around you. And if you have delved into your spiritual journey, it's very important to just be aware of the teachers you're working with, the mentors, the coaches. If you're taking classes, if you're working one-on-one with people, if you're, if you're spending time in new places that are, you know, have a spiritual flavor, it's very, very important for you to have boundaries because boundaries are a way of setting the terms for how it is and isn't okay for other people to interact with you. And on an energetic level, Boundaries are a way of protecting your energy. And again, not from a place of I'm less than, I'm weak than, I have to protect myself, there's bad stuff out there. No, what it is is that there are people, energies that 
are maybe not a contribution to us. And sometimes it can feel like a smack upside the head when we realize that these energies are not in the arena with us, you know, and these energies can be non-physical energies. These energies can be other people, you know, and it's, it's really quite fascinating. And just recently, this was, you know, a couple of months ago, I was um, sitting at my desk working and all of a sudden there was an energy in the room and then boop, it was gone. And yes, I'm a medium and I connect with and communicate with those who have left the physical. I connect with my spirit team, my guides, angels, ancestors, you know, you name it. I pretty much connect and, and communicate with, with a plethora of, of energies and beings. That's just part of my world. And this wasn't one of my guides. It wasn't one of my crossed over loved ones. And I just kind of sat there and I thought, this this just feels really off. And something similar had happened, oh, I want to say about five or six years ago. And I'd forgot about it, but it's um, in cer certain instances, um, there are teachings that teach people how to access other people's energy, kind of like a back door without them knowing. And from my perspective, that is just no, that's a wrong. You're going to create some karmic residue for yourself <laughs> because that's not coming from love and light you know if you are it's kind of like energetically spying on people and I remember the first time I caught a whiff of this was about five years ago and so one of my teachers said well no, this is what you need to do and um, you know she helped me put things in place so that that didn't happen again and I was um, this was a couple of months ago I was uh, uh, doing some work um, outside my house and this is where this was happening and it was really quite interesting because in my home, that cannot happen. These energies cannot come in and access anything about me if they don't have permission. If I haven't asked for it, if I haven't given permission, if I haven't paid for a session with somebody, you do not have access to my energy. And so this, again, this happened a couple of months ago, and I thought that was really quite interesting. I thought, oh my gosh, the fascinating thing in all of this, and not that I go around thinking, ha ha karma is going to bite you in the ass. That's, that's not where I'm coming from. But what's interesting is that when people do this, it literally tanks their energy. So I kind of, I had to remind myself, oh, if somebody's trying to do that, kind of like a peekaboo to peek in, it's like remote viewing without permission. It's like popping in energetically into someone's space and having a look around. It's just a no, like from a universal standpoint, it's, that's just a no. You just, you don't do that from my perspective. And I remembered my teacher telling me this. She said, yeah, she said, if somebody does that, basically their energy is zapped. Like they're, they're basically, you know, tanking their own energy. So I thought, okay, so whoever you are doing this or attempting to do this, I hope it's worth it because, you know, that's A, it's not cool. And B, you're just harming yourself. And so it gave me an opportunity to kind of tighten up my spiritual boundaries when I'm doing spiritual work outside the house. So, so that was cool. I, can't, I always say, let's look for the golden nugget in, in whatever it is that's showing up in our world. You know, as Louise Hay used to always say, life is happening for us. Yes, things can be horrifically painful and upsetting and we grieve and we go through the myriad of emotions when we're processing, you know, get shame thrown in there and guilt and remorse and oh my gosh, we've got the whole gamut of emotions. But it's very important to remember that suffering is a choice. 
that if we are suffering, there's somewhere along the line that we are not in radical acceptance of what is. If we are able to accept what is, just radical acceptance. Okay, my the love of my life has died. This is horrible. I hate it. I'm going to honor the grieving process. But I also have radical acceptance that this is what's happened. And then I'm going to take the steps I need to work through this and and heal and and grieve and whatever I need to do. And it's it, the suffering comes from not radically accepting something. When we suffer, it's because we haven't accepted what is. And it doesn't mean that we condone what is. It doesn't mean that we have to accept an atrocity that's happened or abuse or um, neglect. Not not at all. It's it's not that we are saying, oh, okay, yeah, that happened. Yeah, super great. No, it's just accepting, okay, that's what that person chose. Cool. I'm not going to suffer with this. I'm acknowledging what it is. And as soon as we acknowledge it, it'll start to dissipate. And then we can get back to our clarity and figure out what we need to do for us. Do we need to go talk to someone? Do we need to spend more time journaling? Do we need to just take a break and unwind and just process stuff? I find everyone is just processing so much stuff right now. There's so much that's happening in the world. Um, again, there's the chaotic energy. Um, you know, in Calgary, you know, again, it's the numbers have gone up. You know, businesses have had to, you know, shut down and do a, a, a reorg on their cleaning. And, um, you know, the masks coming in, as I mentioned earlier. So, yeah, people are really feeling the squeeze and, and maybe not feeling like they have control. And... It's very important to come back to, okay, what are my spiritual boundaries? What is it that's going to make me feel good working through this right now? Is that maybe staying home a little bit more? Is that, um, you know, figuring out, it, it, you know, do I need to take a break from any spiritual work I've been doing? Do I need to have a little bit of a, a breather so I can catch up? You know, because spiritual work isn't pretty all the time. It isn't kittens and rainbows. You know, we get into the ugly cry. We get into some of that deep unglamorous work of digging into the roots you know they're in your heart and seeing what you truly need and, and acknowledging everything that you know that is and you know do we like it this way no it sucks sometimes you know it feels like we've been dealt the wrong card it's you know I, one of my clients said last week she said I feel like I'm living the wrong life I'm not in the right life you know everything that had happened and you know part of that you know I, I was able to remind her was that, you know, you're a powerful MF and, you know, your resiliency coming through this is absolutely incredible. And so we were able to reframe it for her so that she could start to see how powerful she is. That, yes, all of these misfortunes, all of these things happened. And everybody has stuff. Everyone has stress. Everyone has upset and traumas. And it's just so vital that we look to find a way to heal it and shift it and change it the only way to do that is to go through it. Oftentimes, you know, people will use distractions. I mean, myself included. A couple of years ago, it's like I couldn't get enough Netflix. I watch everything I could on Netflix and it would be like three, four hours would be gone. And I think, okay, <laughs> what was that? You know, and other people distract themselves with eating, um, with sex, with uh, shopping, um, you know, just so many, there are a plethora of opportunities for us to distract ourselves. And I know that if I'm distracting myself with something, it's, it's because I'm avoiding something. 
maybe there's something that I, I don't want to do that if I do it will actually create a whole ton for me. Um, maybe, you know, I'm distracting myself because I'm tired. Maybe I've been pushing, I, you know, oftentimes we, we have such, a, we have that creative energy that's just flowing and it's just amazing. And then for me, I find that sometimes I don't catch when I'm not in the creative energy and I start pushing to try to get stuff done, to meet deadlines, make it happen, head down, ass up. And I end up depleting myself. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I, I did that to myself. <laughs> but yeah, when we sit and we look at our stuff, that's hard work, right? And telling people no, you know, not responding to messages right away. You know, maybe it's telling people, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually charging a fee for my services now. It isn't free anymore. I learned that firsthand last year, you know, going through a divorce and, and dealing with lawyers. Um, my lawyer, you know, she was amazing. And after our first phone call, I thought, wow, she's amazing. That's fantastic. She answered all my questions. And then I got the first bill. And so she, you know, talked with me on the phone for seven minutes. She responded to an email that was two minutes. And so she was charging me for every single interaction, whether it was we were speaking on the phone or it was an email or she was working on my behalf. My behalf. And it was interesting because from that, I sat and I thought, wow, how much am I, how much am I giving away and not being compensated for? And when I started to look at that, it was like, ouch, you know, I would have, you know, maybe 10 clients text me in a day, ask, can we ask you, can I ask you just one quick question? You know, this happened. Can I, can I go over this with you? And I would answer. And so that was me not creating a spiritual boundary, not creating that energetic boundary and saying, no, you know, and I, somewhere in my mind, I got that, you know, it's rude not to reply to someone. It's rude not to reply to a text. It's rude not to reply to an email. So I'd be up at, you know, 10, 30, 11 at night responding to emails. And again, that's time away from my family. That's time away from the people I love. That's time away from doing the things that I really love. And, you know, it's really interesting when you start to look at boundaries. And so this is an invitation for you to maybe look at boundaries or, you know, do you need to tighten up your boundaries? Do you, um, are you really good with your boundaries with some people? And then with other people, you're like just a big mush ball. Okay, do whatever. <laughs> and so this is just an opportunity to look at that because you can't hold energetic support when you don't have anything to give. You know, it's again, it's, you know, it's that the, the analogy when you're, when you're on a plane, if there's turbulence, you put your mask on first before helping other people. And right now that's a little different because everyone needs to wear masks, but you get the idea. And what's really important to remember is that you can have things that are a part of your spiritual practice. And for everyone that looks different. So some people call, you know, some people will meditate or they'll have a ritual, they'll work out, they do yoga, they tarot, you know, do tarot, they, you know, do all these wonderful things that they love. They, you know, get together with their girlfriends, and maybe do a meditation night or go on spiritual retreats. Like these are all beautiful things, but they're actually not the spiritual practice. Your spiritual practice is how you treat people, how you treat yourself how you move in the world, and how you set boundaries. It's so important to really figure out what those boundaries are. And, you know, it's, it's really, really fascinating because 
you know, each and every one of us, we're all evolving and growing and changing and, you know, really figuring our stuff out. And our boundaries are always changing and evolving as well. You know, I used to have to have really strong boundaries in certain areas of my life. And now it's not as much, I think, because, you know, when we have a strong boundary and someone pushes up against it, it's an opportunity for us to kind of step up and say, no, that doesn't work for us. And it's almost like we're retraining ourselves and we're retraining other people as to how to interact with us. And so figuring out what your boundaries are, you know, so how do you do that? You know, how do you, you know, figure out which boundaries you need to set and how do you know when a boundary has been violated? You know, and it's, it's so key to practice checking in with your feelings you know, like whenever there's a boundary that's been violated, it'll often end up making you feel, I feel kind of agitated. Whenever one of my boundaries has been violated or pushed up against, you know, and it's not because people are intentionally trying to take a run at us. Yes, there are people on the planet that, that do that. Absolutely. They have a hidden agenda. They want to get what they want. Everybody wants what they want. Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants what they want. We'll just put that out there right now. But it's also really important not to screw people over to get it. You know, I've seen a lot of people in the last few years really screw people over to get what they wanted. Screw people over to keep what they had. You know, and that's, you know, that again, from my perspective is, okay, that's an interesting choice. But that doesn't feel nice to me. You know, when somebody takes a run at me, doesn't feel nice. And it always gives me an opportunity to look at, okay, cool. Do I need to tighten up my boundaries? What is it in there for me to look at? You know, am I, am I feeling powerless, confused, disassociated, angry, upset, drained? You know, if any of that starts to come up for you, you know, it's really important to take an honest look and ask yourself, why? You know, did you perform, you know, free emotional labor that's leaving you drained? Did someone treat you in a way that's unacceptable to you and you maybe didn't speak up? You know, are you speaking, you know, to yourself in a way that's hurtful, right? Like that can, that can look so many different ways. And so it's so important to figure out what your boundaries are. And for me, I start to get kind of agitated. I'll start to get a little spicy. If I feel someone kind of pushing up against me, I just sort of kind of go, whoa, 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 what you doing? What's going on? And I kind of assess the situation so I don't over rotate. <laughs> it gives me a chance to really figure that out. Like I said, you know, it's, it was, I think it was, um, geez, how many years ago, about four years ago, I got completely burnt out. Um, I was, you know, responding to, um, clients seven days a week. I was getting text messages, emails, phone calls. I was booking appointments and, and, you know, opening up my schedule on the weekends to accommodate clients. And I ended up getting burnt out and I was exhausted and really quite resentful. But I had to look at what I was doing. I was allowing it. And I love working with clients. You know, I absolutely love watching people step into their power. I love, you know, being able to relay information from uh, messages from our crossover loved ones. You know, I just love that. And I love teaching. And it really gave me the opportunity to realize that I was depleted. I was so depleted that I was saying yes when I really needed to say no. And what happened was, you know, then I started to put a little bit firmer boundaries in place. And, you know, like I, you can't get a hold of your dentist on Friday night. 
<laughs> you can't, you know, go over to your mechanics on Sunday and say, hey, can you take a look at something, right? So, you know, I really started to see my business as professional, as a business, Monday through Friday. I have office hours. I'm really honoring myself and setting those boundaries and honoring my clients, honoring our relationship. And yeah, to this day, you know, I might get the odd message, you know, after hours, um, but not as often. Like it, it's hardly any, any more really. And if I do, you know, if I'm guided to respond in that moment, I will. If not, then I respond first thing the next morning. And so it was really important for me to look at that. And again, I started to get really tired and agitated, but that was my part of it, my part of it to look at. And so dig in and look at why you may be struggling to set boundaries. What does that look like? You know, it's so important. Whenever I'm taking a class with someone, I always check in and ask, is this the right class, the right time, the right instructor, the right flavor? Is this right for me now? And I go through and I ask those questions. And if there's a no or there's something feels a bit off, okay, cool, I need to look at that. I need to just get, have that clarity and be able to set those boundaries. And even in the midst of something, I've taken classes before where I get into the class and it's like, oh no, I'm not supposed to be here. This isn't the right class, it's not the right instructor, this isn't the right time, shoot. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes we don't know until we're actually in the midst of it, right in the midst of it. And again, you know, really feeling it out and understanding what feels good for you and what doesn't. I've done this exercise um, in previous episodes where um, in this moment right now, we can have your body communicate with you. Yes, we're, you know, we are intuitive. We can pick up different things. We, we have a vibe and, um, you know, our body can also assist us. You know, we can muscle test. We can use dowsing rods. We can use a pendulum. You know, there are all sorts of different ways that we can get our guidance and our clarity and, one of the easiest ways is to even right now is to think or say out loud, my body likes to drink bleach. And just notice where that feels in your body. For me, it's a clenching in my gut. It's like, no, <laughs> that's my body going, uh-uh, don't like it. No, 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 no. So I you to keep asking, saying it out loud, my body likes to drink bleach. See where it lands. My body likes to drink paint thinner. See where that lands. And then clear all that energy. And now my body likes to drink water. And for me, I either get goosies or I get like this light champagne bubbles in my heart. That's my yes. That's your body telling you yes. And so I invite you to practice with both of those. And if you're not getting anything right in this moment, that's okay. It just means we need a little bit more time and a little bit more practice. Everything is a practice. The more that we practice, you know, they say that, it, you know, to master something, it takes 10,000 hours. So just, you know, really be aware of that on your spiritual journey. And so I invite you to play with that if you haven't already figured out what your yes and your no is. And that will help you to set boundaries because then your your body will help. What happens for me now is that whenever I'm around someone and I feel my boundaries being, you know, I feel something coming up against my boundaries, I start to look at that and I'll feel it in my body. I'll feel that clenching in my gut. There's something off here. Is that something for me to clear? Is that just my stuff kicking up? Or is this person maybe not coming from a place of integrity? 
Maybe we're just really not aligned to work with each other. You know, what is that? And so I also invite you to really stay curious with your spiritual boundaries, any sort of boundaries. You know, what does that look like? Really stay curious. And and I've often said, you know, stay in question. When we stay in question, it's like a constant invitation for the universe to come in and play with us. It's like leaving a universal door open for our our angels, our guides, our spirit team, and everyone has them. (laughs) All these beautiful energies to come in and co-create with us. So stay in question. Sometimes we get the answer immediately. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time for that answer to be formulated to come to us. It may come to us in a dream. We may just know, um, you know, we may overhear a conversation. We may turn, uh, turn the TV on and there's the show with the message that we need. We may be searching something on our, our computer and boom, exactly what we need is there. Oftentimes I'll say to my guides, okay, cool. Um, you know, I'm, I was looking at uh, a different yoga practice. And so I was like, okay, what is, what style of yoga is it? And they kept saying it's restorative. Okay, cool. So I sat down at my computer and typed in restorative yoga. And then that brought me to all of these different yoga uh, teachers and, and classes and offerings. And then from that space, I kept communicating and asking, okay, so is it, is it here? Is it online? Um, you know, is it something that I need to, you know, look at you know, taking a class is now the right time. And eventually I would like to take a class. I just, I don't feel for me right now is the right time to, to go and take a class. So I'm kind of, kind of just waiting a little bit to kind of see how things pan out in the next month or two. But that's something where I ask, and it was go Google this, look this up, or go look at this book, or, or send a message to this person. So sometimes that awareness is there immediately. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but always trusting that it will be answered. You may need to ask a thousand times and it may take a month or two, but there will always be an answer to your question. I have the most random aha moments. Usually it's when I'm driving or I'm doing something mundane and I'll just boof. I'll have the awareness about something that I asked about weeks ago, months ago. And it's like, Oh, thank you. It's almost like it it finishes the loop for me. And it's very important to, um, you know, when we talk about the chakras, the chakras in our body, we have seven main chakras, root, sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. And they're like our batteries, our spiritual batteries, our energetic batteries. And we experience our entire world through our chakras. And our throat chakra is so important with setting clear boundaries. When your throat chakra is blocked, you might be afraid to stand up for yourself. You may fear being judged, or you may not want to be seen, or you just, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. And so it's really important to look at, you know, is my throat chakra nice and clear? You know, I've, I've worked on so many people energetically over the years that um, their throat chakras were, you know, completely shut down, Um, you know, they just didn't have a voice, uh, as a child in this lifetime, you know, so many of us were invalidated as children. So many of us have been invalidated throughout our lives through different relationships that we've had. And now is a beautiful time for us to realize that we can give ourselves that validation and maybe not be looking for other people to validate us. It's nice to get the confirmations and it's nice to get that validation, but when we rely on it, that's when we're setting up expectations. And from my perspective, expectations create limitations. 
if we are expecting something, we're kind of screwing ourselves over because other people have free will. And if we expect it and we have our heart set on something, if it doesn't work out, then we need to go through and we need to shift it or grieve or, you know, feel upset or do the ugly cry or whatever we need to. So I, I always look at that. You know, we can we can choose things and decide to have things and and create magic in our world. But it's just very important to watch the expectations. Another way to really create those those nice, solid I call them spiritual boundaries, but just those boundaries, energetic boundaries, spiritual boundaries, is to really communicate clearly and to really stay firm with your boundaries. You know, if something is rubbing you the wrong way, it's really important to have that conversation and to really to really say that. You know, we've all had those, those interactions where we just kind of let things slide because it just doesn't seem like a big deal, which is fine. We all do that. But if there's something that, you know, you, you have a conversation with someone and then later in the day it's still playing out, there's something more to look at. You know, maybe you need to have another conversation. Um, maybe um, you didn't speak up and have firm boundaries. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to stand up and say, you know what, that doesn't actually work for me. You know, I've had some time to think about it. Can we um, come together again? And one of the, one of the key the key things to communicating, whether it's with a child, a friend, a joint venture partner, an associate, uh, your husband, your wife, your girlfriends, anytime we're communicating with someone and we say no, check in to see if there's an opportunity to come up with a win-win anyway. No, that doesn't work for me. Could we maybe look at this? No. And sometimes we need to have that firm no, like just chop. No. When someone is really pushing up against our boundaries and, and they're really going against our non-negotiables, yes, that no has got to boom. We've, it's got to be there. Other times, it'll create more. Like, you know, if you have children, if you can say to them, no, we're not going to eat cake for supper. Instead, we're going to do this. That creates more of a win-win situation. So I just want to give you that little tidbit because, you know, we don't want to walk around saying no to everybody <laughs> like we're a two-year-old. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, we need to have no as a firm boundary. If somebody is, is you know, behaving a little shady, then we have every right to say no. You know what? That doesn't work for me. And not feel bad about it, not feel guilty, not ruminate it over, ruminate over it for days, wondering, did we hurt their feelings? Are they going to come back? Do they still like us? You know, that's our stuff. And so just being very aware of when your stuff is maybe percolating. We all have it. We all get triggered with stuff. No matter how much work we've done on something, there can always be a little snippet of something that pops its head up every now and again for everybody right? Like it's especially relationships. Oh, relationships are the greatest area for us to master ourselves because they are a mirror back to us, you know, our, our hidden wounds. I love the work of Debbie Ford. You know, she talks about the shadow process and she talks about, you know, our relationships again are that mirror. They mirror back our wounds so if something happens with someone and a relationship doesn't work out and you're so upset, you're distraught, you're devastated, yes, there's a grieving process. Yes, there's healing involved. But it's also an opportunity to, for you to look at, okay, cool. What else is in there that I can shift, change, or heal? Because that was a gift. Somewhere in the midst of that, and not every, not, I'm not saying that every traumatic 
event or every hurt or upset that there's a gift in it. What I'm saying is that if you're not able to shift, if you're not able to step into your healing with it, then there might be more for you to look at. There might be another layer for us to look at. I heard this beautiful, this beautiful analogy. You've, you've probably heard this before over the years, you know, oh, we're like onions or different layers and you know, different layers on top of layers. And, and, you know, we can look at that. But I heard this about a month ago and, and it was in a podcast or it was a video I was watching. And she said, think of it as an, think of it as an artichoke. We're peeling back the layers to get to the heart. And I love that. Because I don't know about you, but I, I get tired of peeling back layers. I get tired of looking at stuff. <laughs> I get tired. And I'm, I can be my own worst enemy because of my, you know, I have a training, I have training in, in psychology, in, you know, mindset, in, you know, um, shame resilience. I have all of this training and background. So whenever something shows up in my life, I'm gloves are off and I'm in the arena with it. And I'm like, what is it? <laughs> I'm like, bring it, let's shift this. But again, it's it's also very important to have those boundaries and, and understand that, you know, we need time to integrate. We need time to just be with something. And we need time to honor the process and really honor where we're at with that process. And just always remember that you have to have that boundary clearly with yourself before you can communicate it to anyone else. And it's so important, you know, setting boundaries aren't just about saying no, it's about saying yes to only the things that feel good to you and light you up. You know, and you've heard it before, but I'll say it again, you know, saying no creates the space for your big yes to come in, whether it's that, you know, relationship with people that treat you well, it's, you know, it could be a job that fulfills you or your, your soulmate, that person that lights you up or, or whatever it is. You know, it's so important to really honor yourself spiritually. And if something doesn't feel right, it's, you know, it's your spidey senses are going off, your spidey senses are, are tingling, they're telling you something. And it's, it's, it's vital for us to really look at that and, and really um, set those spiritual boundaries for ourselves to honor our process, to honor our needs, to really make sure that we, we have what we need to nourish us, nourish us and, and help us to heal and grow. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, sometimes I go through bouts of I'm creating like a mad woman. I'm creating and I'm just on fire. And then other times it's like, I don't want to create another damn thing. I'm done creating. <laughs> and it's like, I want to take my toys and go home. That means I need a little bit more time. We need time to integrate. We need time to heal. We need time to shift and change. And, you know, what I'm finding for a lot of clients is, you know, this whole pandemic is bringing up a lot of stuff that we thought we dealt with. And it's coming around again for us to take another quick look at. And maybe there's some residue and, you know, whatever that looks like. And so, I am sending you mountains of love. I, I love to hear all about how you're doing, how things are shifting and changing in your world. And if you need extra support, reach out. Find whatever that is that will help you shift, change. Sometimes we just need somebody to listen so we can talk it out. Whatever that looks like. I send you mountains of love. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.